0: Praise the Lord. Oh, it's so good. So good. I, I don't. I can't remember who sang it because it is grand to be a Christian. It is grand. Of all, you know. <clears throat> recently, I was watching a, a a young Christian trying to witness to a Muslim. It was on one of these apps. He was trying to witness to a a Muslim gentleman, and and as he was witnessing to them, he was trying to tell them about Jesus, and. You know, God, God even loves the per- person who's a thief. And he says he even died for the person who's a thief. And the Muslim guy got upset. Because, so you're saying that your God's just going to let him off the hook. And, and he, the, the Christian guy didn't know how to answer. The answer is, God forgives you. You are, how should I say, off the hook maybe spiritually, but there are current laws, laws in the natural that people will have to pay for in the natural, wherever they may be. Some laws in different countries are very harsh. They'll cut your hand off for stealing. Thank God you don't live in a nation like that. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You get cable TV and workout equipment. I'm just teasing. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but hey, I mean, you know, you got to think of, hey, I was born in a good country. That's right. And so there's a thing called you get grace. We get an opportunity to turn around. One thing I love about this country is you get an opportunity always to turn your life around. Amen. And, you know, <clears throat> here's the thing. God loves the guy who, 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 the Muslim who's out there cutting hands off because people stole from them. He loves the person that, he loves them all, and he died for them all. Right. Mm-hmm. He died for them all. Yeah. And, he, and they, one of the things I thought it was found interesting is that they, he tripped over the idea that, um, you can sit down, Sophia. He, he tripped over the idea that, that, that God would send his son for one man to be saved. But see, his focus was on saving the one who did wrong when really he saved all of us because right. we've all done wrong. We've all missed it. And I'm so grateful that he's, he did it for all of us. Yes. So just remember, the answer is he didn't just do it for one person. He did it for you. He did it for him. And you know, the good news is God is saving. He's in the miracle business. He's not done. He's yeah. moving. He's working on your right. behalf. Amen. I don't. I felt like I wanted to talk about that this, this evening, but you know, it's important to talk about these things. Yeah. It's inter- it's important to talk about what God is doing. Yeah. You know, God is still doing stuff. Yeah. He's still delivering. That's He's right. still setting people free. That's right. yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He still is. Yeah. He's yeah. the greatest resource of your life. Come on. He He's yes. the greatest. You don't have an answer? He gives you answers. So let's just pray before we get to our dear heavenly father we're just so grateful for your word we're grateful for what you're doing on the inside of us we know that when you do stuff on the inside you don't do anything small you do big things on the inside of us in other words you give us new ways of thinking new ways of seeing new ways of of taking our opportunity with our lives so that it even though it may be going down the wrong path you always bring us back it's like a horse with a with it with the, the the thing around it. it's the bit around its mouth it just you just bring us on back and i thank you father that those who are watching right now, we're, we're using this word to just keep us in line, to keep us in line and to keep us sensitive to the things of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's open our Bibles this evening to John chapter 6, verse 5. And tonight's title, you know, I, had, I, I titled this message last time, but you know, I said God will take uh, nothing and make something out of it. Well, really, God takes something small, whatever small thing you have, and he makes it big. And I'll tell you what that that has that has been the biggest thing that has been in my heart because I've been saying this every week for the last for a while. You know, God God has got that million dollar check for the River Church. He's got that million. There's some, I'd seen it a couple of times in the spirit. I said, Lord showed me that there was a person driving around in a vehicle that had that million dollar check. Yes. And I saw them one day. I just felt in my spirit that they were in the parking lot. And then I felt like they had just dro- drove by. And I said, Lord, so I go, what's, good? What, what's up with that? And Lord said, don't worry. I'm, I'm dealing with them. I'm, there's a million dollar check that's going to come to the river. It's going to help. It's going to help that vision that we have. Amen. What's that vision? To touch this state. You know, part of my vision before we ever started this church, the biggest part of this vision was, is that I saw uh, the river church as a flowing out. I saw canals like almost like barnacles flowing up, not just little, not just little Mm -hmm. streams. I saw like canal like it was like in order way. The only way to get around was by by boat. In other words, there was a flow. And I believe that the River Church is going to be part of this end-time era revival. That's why we say the the hashtag the portable revival, right? Portable outpouring. I'm sorry, I misspoke. And because there's an outpouring, that means that there's going to be provision for that outpouring. Oh, that means this, this this church is going to be sending out ministers all over the world. Man. That means that we're going to touch people that couldn't have been taught and touched in different places, right. whether it be from India to Uganda, That's from right. Fresno to Tipton, right. and, and all the way to New York, all the way, right. anywhere and everywhere the gospel needs to be preached. Right. I believe that the River Church, not just me personally, but the right. folks in the River Church are going to be the ones that go out yeah. to do what God has called them to do amen? amen and over here in John 6 5 you know when you're when you're going out how many of you know when God has a plan for your life oftentimes it's going to require you really trusting him That's right. you're going to have to trust God That's right. and you could be in you know it's interesting you can be in some of the biggest most um, uh, expensive cities and there still be lack in the sense that you'll see on the street sometimes you'll see people going without even in the cities where there's a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. And so wherever you're at, God has a place for you to receive his blessing. Amen. Now, it's it's everybody's choice. It doesn't matter how big the city is, it doesn't matter what the city has right. or what the people have. God is able to get over to you what right. you need. That's right. Amen. Come on. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. And so Jesus with his disciples taught them this because he recognized that he's not going to be here forever. There, there's going to be times when he's gone that they're going to have to know how to respond when they walk up to nothing. Yeah. See you and I, you as a believer. There's going to be times in your life it's going to look like there's nothing, but God's going to take what little you do have and He's going to make it bigger than Amen. what you ever thought was possible. Amen. He'll 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 grow that hundred dollars in your pocket. He'll grow that little business that you're trying to start. Yeah. He'll 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 give. He'll open up pathways pathways for you. Because you trust him and yeah. that you lean on him and you're, you're you're putting your trust wholeheartedly on him. He may call you to go to school to pick up an education. And you think in your mind, well, I'm just going to do this for this. But God's always got a bigger plan. Right, yeah. You know what I find very interesting? I was, talk, I was listening to this one person who ended up being a billionaire. And he, he learned to do this. And he was learning to do this. And little did he know, it was like all these little things were pointing him into a single direction in his life. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. It's like he, he thought, well, why am I interested in this? He picked up this skill. Well, why am I interested in this? He picked up that skill. And in the end, it was like it came together like a puzzle. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. And because he followed what he was in his heart, now he's blessed. Yeah. Now, he could be more blessed if he knew who Jesus was uh-huh. and that he walked with Jesus. And then the Lord would give him even more yeah. than what he has. See, God is wanting to give you more than what you already have, but you got to be faithful with with what what you already have. Amen? And so here Jesus is is with his disciples. He said, and in verse 1, it says, Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore and the Sea of Galilee, that is, in the Sea of Tiberias, and there was a great crowd that followed him. Because they saw the signs, he performed by healing the sick. Let's stop there for a moment. When you follow the Lord, things happen around you. Did you hear what I said? When you follow, you're close to Jesus. People get healed. Come on. When you're close to Jesus, people get delivered. When you're close to Jesus, right. things that were not are are possible. That's right. That's right. Come on. He 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 he, he takes he takes uh, one times zero and makes one out of it. You're like, how is that possible? One times zero cannot be right. a, a zero. God is able to increase right. you on type of His power. That's so it doesn't matter what the situation looks like. Right. Doesn't matter what the math says. God is able to increase you, yes. bring knowledge into you, yes. and give you divine wisdom and revelation if you just listen to what he has to say. That's right. yes. See, his questions to you aren't there to just point out the obvious of what you don't have. It's there to point you to what you do have and what can we do with what we have. I think sometimes we miss out on the opportunity because we stop and think, well, I don't have it. The only thing I have is this. Yeah. Aha. Yeah. Aha. Mm-hmm. You don't need a lot. Right. You just need the one thing that you already have. Yes. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you could be the best teacher. God's going to give you a, te- a gift to be that teacher. Yes. Whatever God has put in your hand, God has given you ability to increase that. Mm-hmm. He's going to help you multiply. But you've got to realize it ain't you that's going to multiply it. Yeah. Don't forget, it's him that's helping you. It's him that's multiplying you. That's right. And notice here what he said. Then Jesus went up to the mountainside. He sat. The Bible says he reclaimed. He, he was watching his disciples. And that it was during the uh, uh, Jewish Passover festival. And, and that was near. And verse, and verse 5 says, And when Jesus looked up and saw, like we remember last week, I want you to go, go back and listen to last week's message because it's really going to help tie everything in yeah. that what we're talking about. But he saw a great crowd coming together, and he said to them, Philip, where do we buy bread for these, for these people to eat? Now, notice Jesus already knows that he's on the, on the country, uh, countryside. Here he knows that the nearest place to eat is probably miles away. Yeah. Getting there isn't going to be easy. Yeah. Right? Here, he, he already knows that he knows he knows the situation. I even dare add, he probably even knows that there's a boy out here with some with a little bit of fishes and food. And that, all he knows is all Jesus knows is that's enough. That's all I need. Can anybody think of in the Old Testament where God took something a very little amount and was able to multiply it? Does anybody remember? Does anybody remember the oil that the widow had? All I have is this oil and a little bit of meal, and I'm gonna eat and die. He says, give me that and let me multiply it. See, God did it then, and he's doing it then Come again. On. Come on, amen. He did it, he That's Jesus, right. it's it's this is a foreshadowing of what Jesus is going to do. Come on, amen. That's right. But he's doing it with his spirit. Yeah. The oil is his spirit. Come on. He's doing it with a widow. Yeah. Increasing something from very little into something. Yeah. He's taking very little of what's provided and he's growing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think we, 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 we rush too quick to look at our circumstances than we should. Yeah. Yeah. We're too quick to look at what we have. Yeah. Other than the fact that we have an assignment. Yeah. When Jesus said, Let us, let's feed them, what do we have to feed them? Then the thought is, I have an assignment. What's next, Lord? What's your plan? Mm-hmm. Roll out those water pots that were used for ceremony. Roll out, and we'll turn that into wine. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know it was going to turn out. They just listened. All but Jesus' mother said, is, just do as the man tells you to do. Right. Come on. Right. All you need to do is do what Jesus told you to do. Amen. Oh yes. my goodness. When we do what he d- tells us to do, yes. there's a blessing. That's right. That's right. If we're stiff necked, if we're, uh, how should I say? Stiff at the knees, stiff at the neck, stiff at the back, uh, stiff at the back, stiff, stiff at the elbows. You're just going to walk around like a robot, and you're just going to miss out on everything that God has because yeah. you're going to be slow to move. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm tired of moving slow and missing out on what God has for me. Yeah. Come on. Amen. At some point, you got to just say, "I'm tired of missing out." Yeah. At some point, you just got to say, "I've had enough of enough." Yeah. Yes. Uh, Let me at least rephrase. I've had enough of barely enough. Yeah. I've had enough of Grumble Alley. Come on. I've had enough of living on just barely get by street. Yeah, yeah, come on. Sure. I, it's time for me to walk out in the increase. Come on. I'm telling you, it's your season. Yeah. But don't go to your reason. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Lean on him. Yes. Come on. Start to lean on him. Yes, yes. Start to trust him. Yes, Notice when that great crowd came. They said, Where's, where, where shall we go? And he said, and then the Philip said, there's only enough for them to buy a half a bite. In other words, you ain't going to get a happy meal. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're going to ha- you're you're split up a happy meal at the end of this, and everybody's going to share one bite of your McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> and some of you may have to split that McNugget, because uh-huh. there was a lot of men there, amen? Yeah. All right? You hear what I'm putting down? Yeah. So every day we need to put it, uh, put into a situations that appear to be beyond. There's going to be situations that appear to be out, out beyond our control. Yeah. How shall we respond to adversity? Mm-hmm. Lost job. In a city where there's minimal finances, resources, there's no ag, no industry, no financial institutions, and yet God is able to take from what you already po- to possess to bring increase. Come on. You hear what I said? Yes. He's able to yes. bring increase. Yes. He already knew that there was lack when he sent you to that city. Yes. He already knew what was going on. He already knew. He already predetermined where you, when you were going, that there was going to be a supply for you. That's right. That's right. And I'll tell you, sometimes that just brings me over. Sometimes that just brings me joy. Yes. You know, I, sometimes we're, we're going through a tough time, and, and sometimes we'll hit, like, it seems like we've come up to nothing, and we'll get a bill in the mail. It don't matter. God's going to bring us the money for it anyways. That's right. Don't, we got a bill that we—it wasn't even our bill. Something happened. It was like we got a big—we got a big bill. And I told Pastor Melissa, "I want to pay." And I'm like, "I ain't gonna pay that bill. it's not our bill." And then the Lord just dealt with her, and then you know, it's funny—he dealt with her, but I already knew he was—he was already dealing with me, anyways. And and she says, "Well, I just rather pay for peace." I'm like, "Oh, God, I guess we're gonna pay that bill." And then I thought—I thought to myself, "You know what? God has always paid pay for those things. God is always taking care of those things. You know what? God is gonna do something big." Because we're honoring to st- keep staying in peace. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, there's, there's something to it. Yes. When a man, or a, a man and a woman together, full of the Holy Ghost, make a decision to walk all out for God. Yes. Yes. It's not enough for just the husband to do it. It's not enough just for the wife to do it. Yes. They, they must be in unity. They must right. be acting as one. Amen? On. Amen? Remember Ananias and Sapphira. They both, they both decided to cheat God. Mm-hmm. And they both died. But they weren't just cheating God. They were cheating their, their brothers and sisters. They, 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 were, they were expecting to partake of everything everybody has equally with, with half of the resources that they promised. Yeah. In other words, I'm going half, halfway and expecting to reap a big, 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 big uh, uh, harvest. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. It's not right to cheat your brothers and sisters. It's right. not right to cheat your kids out of what God wants to do in your life. It's right. not right that you cheat yourself of your future. And that's what they did. They robbed themselves. God didn't rob them. They robbed themselves. And they fell because not only that, but to just really take advantage of people that they're bringing their best because they love you. Woo! Mm-hmm. You don't want to be. You don't. You do not want to be that man. You don't want to be that woman that is always just halfway in, but not all the way in. You don't want to be that man that's halfway in, but not all the way in. Yeah. You want to learn what what does it mean to be sold out? What does it mean to say I'm I'm all in for God? Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah. I'm not going to be halfway. I'm not going to be part. What does it mean to be sold out? Yeah. Have have God consistently intervene in your life, and you be the benefactor of His goodness? Come on. And not always, yeah. not always, not always getting on the to- uh, coattails of someone else for your success. Yeah. Come on. Too cool. much of that. You know, people, brother, will you pray for me? Now, I'm in agreement with you praying. But if you're trying to get your brother to pray for you while you sit at home and drink your big, big gulp, and you're worrying, that ain't fair to the person who's praying for you. Because <laughs> yeah. they're setting their faith on you, believing that you're legitimately b- believing the Lord for your for your healing, and you're not doing a thing for your healing. I can almost do a Michael Jackson moonwalk here, but I can't. And plus, I can't because physically it's just impossible. <laughs> so he wants you to respond, and he's watching how you're going to respond. Will you panic? Will you cry? Will you look to what you have? Will you check the current economic s- situation that's going on before you make a move? John Osteen was asked to build a 10,000 seat auditorium during a time of economic hardship. There was a recession going on. You don't build 10,000 square feet, uh, you don't build 10,000 seat auditorium during an economic recession. But when you hear God, you build a 10,000 seat right. stadium for yeah. your people because you heard from God. That's right. And see, so when you hear from God and you follow what God tells you to do, you, you will always, you'll always walk out. That's right. Now, if someone goes out and says, Well, I'm going to do what Brother, Brother Osteen did, yeah. you're going to fall off on your face. Yeah. Because, one, God didn't tell you to do it, he told John Osteen to do it. Right. See, this is where we get confused here. A lot of folks get confused. I like to remember something Pastor Nancy said recently, and it really blessed my heart. She said, you know... She was, she had someone who was on staff years ago, and one day this person had responded to her in a real negative way, and it just really threw her. And the thing that really threw her is this, she goes, Every time I call this person, this brother up, he was listening to Brother Hagan's menace- uh, tape, so I just got really confused there for a moment. Like, brother, this man should be full of the word. Why is he? And, and, and the thing the Lord told us is another man's, just because it's another man's revelation, doesn't mean he has that man's revelation. Doesn't mean he has it. You got to make sure you have it yourself. Yeah. You just because just mom and dad have it, don't mean you have it. Yeah. One thing I love, Phyllis Moore said years ago she thought because her husband was going to Bible school and he had that anointing on him, she thought because he had it, she had it. Well, he's studying, he's been doing all the work, and I love her. Her her candor, her her honesty, she goes, I here I am and here I am. I'm I'm doing something that somebody told me not to do. Her boss told her not to do something with a particular person, and she did it, and it it backfired, and the anointing wasn't there, and it it made a big mess. And she goes, and I felt like I had an egg on my face. I'm paraphrasing. And uh, and you know the thing is is that we can act doing things out of what we suppose is faith, but has nothing to do with faith has to do with the fact that we just want to do something and make some sort of movement. But you got to be careful right. that with every faith move, it has, requires a faith response already in your heart. What yeah. faith have you put in? Yeah. What faith have you talked out? What, right. faith, what faith are you generating in your life so that you're prepared for when, when it's time to hear the word of the Lord? Amen? Because yes. every day it's going to be important to hear from the Lord. That's right. That's right. Say it's important. Come on. So, what will come out of you, or what what has come out of you in the past? How will you respond in the past indicates how you will respond in the future. Did you lose your cool? Were you cool, calm, and collected? Did you have a poor impulse control? Did you have a blowout of faith, or you lose your victory? You started to cry. How did you respond? Now, sometimes you'll have a real strong, and at first, sometimes you'll have strong faith responses, and sometimes you'll kind of like someone said, I heard like one someone, brother's uh, minister said, you know, I had a day where I just lost my victory. You ever had those? Yeah, you have days. Of, how about we get to the point where we don't live like that anymore, mm-hmm. where we train ourselves to know how to respond the right time all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, you heard that if you go back and listen to that, you know, we train ourselves. We're going to be getting a report here. We don't know what it says, but let us already prepare in our hearts. The faith response. That's right. We were people of faith. Let us already respond in faith. Yeah. Prepare in your mind. I'm going to already walk in love. Yeah. If they say to me, which is, I know how they're going to talk. I'm going to respond in faith. I'm going to respond in love. And how's that going to look? Yeah. I know they're going to probably say this and this, and they're going to probably get accused. They might accuse. They may not accuse. Yeah. But how can I respond already? How can I, you know, the, the scriptures talks about preparing your heart. Preparing an answer in the day of adversity. Mm-hmm. That means there's adversity is going to come, but you ought to be prepared. It's good. You ought to train your mouth enough to discern how to speak and what to speak and what not to speak. Right. Now You don't want to have to unshoot and unwound a person and bring healing to that because you said what you shouldn't have said. Have, has anybody ever done that? I did that years ago. I remember years ago I was working at PDC and <laughs> just got saved. And this, this particular individual... I mean God was working and she could see me slowly changing. I had talked about going to church and I just still wasn't talking right. You know, I mean you just I just got saved. Still was I was just still learning how to talk like a Christian. And this person was just, I don't know what it was. They were just like like attacking me personally. And it was like and one day she said something, oh, and I went off. Oh, I was mean. I said cruel things. And then I remember the Lord dealt with me, you were wrong in the way you responded, or you need to apologize. Mind you, she had it coming. She 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 did definitely do something wrong, but the Lord didn't rebuke her about how uh, she behaved. Yeah. He dealt with me on how I responded. Yeah. Good. And she says, well, I told her, look, I I want to apologize before my bosses even brought me in and said, hey, that was wrong. I had already, before I even left, I, I responded because I was already learning how to respond right. And I went to her, I said, look, I just want to tell you, I, I am so sorry the way I responded to you. That was wrong. Shouldn't ne- that was mean. I, I I just, you know, I just got saved. I'm just learning how to talk. I mean, I'm really tell- I'm just being very blank. Before I just apologize, and the next day they called me in and they go, Yeah, hey, we heard uh, there the bosses, we heard you it was an argument and you said this and this and that. I go, yeah. They go, Well, did you apologize? Yeah, I did right away. You did? We didn't hear anything about this. So, yeah, I apologize. I told her I was wrong. You know, I told them, I go, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I just got saved. I don't know how to treat people yet. I'm just, you know, I'm learning how to talk and treat people. And their mouths were like. <laughs> I go, I, 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 am, I am so sorry. And whatever you do to me, I, I understand. I was ready to receive whatever. And they said, you know what? My boss says, I've been here for years. I never heard anything like this. You're fine. We'll talk to her. I'm sure it's already settled. And they, and they settled it quickly. See, when you settle in your heart to start doing things right, God even will start taking care of you. You just gotta be honest. Quit trying to protect your reputation. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Maybe you're not wrong per se, and, 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 and the, that person being wrong, but the way you respond could definitely be wrong. And God wants to check our responses. And I just use that as one as one example. Because there's other different ways that we respond, whether with our spouse, whether it be the, our loved one, whether whoever that we're dealing with, especially when we just get married or maybe we've been married for years. God, We've got to allow God to always be able to edit our way of dealing with things that's and the right. way we treat people. That's right. Because that's, that's one thing as a Christian you're going to notice that God is always going to deal with you. And how you deal with others. Yes, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes you're like, Lord, am I ever going to get to where I need to be? You, let me just encourage you. Yeah, he will. You, you'll get there. That's right. you, you'll get there. You, you'll make it. Amen. That's right. that's right. Amen. That's why it's so important to just, you know, be a person that just does the word. So, you know, you're going to look at your spouse and say, doesn't matter how, you know, I, I was getting ready to go to my next mm-hmm. point. I really want to stop here for a second. We always got to make sure how we respond, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's the important thing. Yeah. Also important is how you look at your spouse. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of got ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I said? Yeah. You know, I remember I said it doesn't matter. Oh, well, don't worry. The money will always be there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to clarify this for a moment because sometimes we will say things of faith. But really, in reality, we need to take care of our money. Mm-hmm. Right? And what we'll do is we'll like, well, we're just going to believe God and trust God, and then we're just going to use our credit cards. Either you're going to believe God or trust God or not. I'm not saying you can't use a credit card. I'm not. I'm not making some legalistic. Um, I'm not going to preach to you. What's that word term? I'm not going to preach you to my conviction about it. But every person is going to have their own personal conviction on it. So it's going to be such a, so important as a believer that you learn to not beat other people up with your convictions, and that and that as a couple, you're going to learn how to, how should I say, you're going to have to learn how to work together to not to say the wrong, well, there's a, there's something, you know, I'm going to come back to that because I really felt like I had something I really wanted to share there, but it just kind of beluded me there for a moment. So just remember healing comes through, uh, through all the time. Deliverance comes through all the time, right? Amen. Hasn't God always come through? Yes, he's come through. Now remember what I said. But if, you're, if, if healing comes all the time and I'm eating a bag of t- potato chips, <laughs> I'm not gonna, that's what I was going to say. I'm undoing what God is trying to do in my life. That's what I was going to go back to, like the money. That's yeah. what I was going you know, to. You're going you're to spend money and, and God's going to, yeah, he's going to help you maybe with your credit cards and help you with your debt, but you're going to still live the same way and not trust yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God wants you to trust him. Yeah. He, doesn't, he wants you to take what you have. And not always be quick to go into the debtors and, and get into yourself into debt. He wants you to learn to trust Him, yeah. and to help you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, I got that out. <laughs> Come on. So like I said, deliverance always comes. Yes, amen. But we're not gonna we're not gonna sit in the bad neighborhood, so we're we're always gonna need deliverance. Right. That's <laughs> right. We're not gonna be by the crack house, so I need deliverance. No, you're you're gonna you're you're gonna stay away from these things. I'm, I'm not going to have to worry about being delivered from alcohol anymore because I'm going to avoid the mini mart for years to come. That's right. I'm going to avoid the, the bars. I'm not going to even. Right. I'm not going to drink a coke just to prove how strong I am. Yeah. <laughs> you think you, you think I'm being silly about that? But there are some folks. I I back in the day, I, I'm not going to say, but I knew some Christians that said, I walked into a nude bar just to see how strong I was. Yeah. I looked at him like you are a fool. And we, I, I literally got in an argument with the, the young, we're both young guys. I said, You're a fool. You're, you're going to put yourself in danger, man. And plus, you're, you're, you're going to, the Bible says not to, to, um, to, to avoid all appearances of evil. And, and what are you going to do if another young Christian sees you walking out? You're going to make them stumble. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Think about how you're lead, leading your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make someone else stumble by the way you live? I hope not. Try. I don't want to be, you know, the Bible talks about doing that. It says it better be, it'd be best for a person who offends one of these little ones that a stone, a millstone be hung around their neck and be, that they be tossed into the sea than to offend one of these little ones. Is your lifestyle going to uh, cause someone to stumble? That ain't going to be me, Jack. Try. That ain't going to be me. Try. I've already discerned that I have no place for sin in my life. Try. I have no place for, for, you know, I just, you just get to the point, you get a certain point in your life, you know, I've, enough is enough. Yeah. You've got to say, I've had enough of this. Certain, certain, listening to certain things, I've had enough of, of listening to this, yeah. watching this, doing this, yeah. getting into places I shouldn't be, having discussions with other people that I shouldn't have, yeah. gossip, touching with gossip with other, I I I've had enough of this. Yeah, come on. You have got to get to the point where you just say, I hate this. Yeah. I can't live like this anymore. That's right. That's right. You you've got to learn to hate it. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's gonna it's a double-edged sword and it it always bites you back. That's right. Yeah, that's right. On. Come on. So we have to teach ourselves faith responses. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to learn to respond in faith. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to learn how to live by faith. Right. I'm going to learn am going to learn am going to live a godly I'm going to learn to respond in a God faith life. Yeah. In other words, I'm going to live godly, walk godly, talk godly, not look at things I ought not look at. Come on, okay, mom. Keep keep them eyes a moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep them eyes a moving. Well, I'm not looking over there, I'm looking over here. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking over there, I'm looking over here. Why do we have to say these things? Yeah. Because the world is getting more corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Things are more, your, 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 your TVs are more inundated. Yeah. I mean, we've had to give up, we gave up cable TV because just you couldn't even watch five seconds. You couldn't trust cable TV, not even in the mornings on a Saturday morning, not even a second without having to like kids. <sighs> oh my goodness. You know, they're, they're confusing people about their gender identities and it's the research is turning out that people are getting confused and they, they this one woman went in and decided well I'm going to I'm going to go through trans she just went through just came out of school real young and said you know I'm confused about what I want to be and I want to go through transition surgery just cuz she the way she felt and as soon as she had a double mastectomy she said you know what I I, I don't want this well guess what it's too late yeah and so then they had to transition her back and now all these these people are coming out and saying this is I'm, I was feeling this, but now I did this because they felt like they needed, like it was now, yeah. now, now, now. And here's the thing: the world doesn't care that it ruins your life or ruin your body. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. The school system don't care. Yeah. The devil don't care. No, yeah. People don't care. Yeah. You've got to care enough more about what the word wants to do in your life than what circumstances say. With whatever God gave me, I'm going to use it to the best of my ability. That's right. Whatever God gave me. Yes, amen. I may not be the best teacher, but bless God, I'm going to be the best whatever God created me to be. That's right, I may not be the best preacher, but bless God, I'm going to be the best at me at whatever I can be. That's right, amen. You, you just got to have made that decision. Yes, amen. That's good. That's good word. One of the things that really has really touched my heart, and then I always, you always read it here in 2 um, Corinthians chapter 4. And you can tur- turn this, I won't rehab, uh, because I don't look okay, at my clock. Because of time's sake, I'm just going to read this main scripture because it really speaks to me. But more importantly, because if you really think about what, uh, what Paul was saying, he's talking first about we have this treasure in earthen vessels, right? And he says, and, and, and things, pressures, and all the tough, these tough situations come at us in life, and, and, and they're, they're pressing down on us. And we feel like sometimes our life, we're being crushed, we're perplexed. And, you know, we feel like our, our life is collapsing. But then he comes out of, after saying all these things, and I love what he says. But we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Oh, my goodness. Second Corinthians 4.13. Oh, he says you have that same faith. How great. And you know, he's talking to Christians. He was talking to Christians. Well, he was talking to Christians, you know, and some people, think he's the most dumbest arguments. Well, he was talking to the Christians back then. He's talking to Christians, period. That's right. yeah. he's, a, he's a spiritual father. Yes. He's talking to anybody who's willing to hear the message of faith. And the message of faith is: if we're people of faith, we speak faith. Right. We speak. We don't speak doubt. We don't no. speak recession. No. We don't speak. Uh, well, God heals some. God doesn't heal others. Yeah. We don't speak. God's a healing God. He heals all the time. Right. He is Amen. for me, not against me. That's right. Come on. If God be for me, who could be against me? Yes. Who? Yes. Who? That's where the owls come from. That's when they go. Who? They're reminding you. Who? Who can be against you? <laughs> Bless God. (laughs) So every day our biggest business as a Christian is going to be dealing with us. And the Lord dealing with us in His Word by His Spirit. Again, we want God to put His super on our natural. It's not always going to be what we want to hear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Walk in love. Mm -hmm. Be kind. Mm -hmm. Slow down. Mm -hmm. Don't move so fast. Mm -hmm. As a man, as a man, we are always taking orders whether we we like it or not someone out there is taking orders or get, getting orders and that's all that and that's that's all in all that's how it is whether we're newly married husbands a newly promoted employee even the owner of a company or a billionaire trying to win a contract someone is always giving orders and someone's always taking them so whatever comes on your on, out of your mouth will either promote you or demote you Good. isn't that what happened with David when others wouldn't speak up and stand, but it, it, took, it took one person to stand up and say, who shall defy the armies of the living God? Yeah. When everybody else wouldn't say the right thing. It just took one. On. It just takes you to make a decision. You know what? I'm going to live a godly life. I'm going to take my orders from the Lord. I'm going to start directing my life and be a good godly husband. I'm going to be right. a good godly employee. Right. I'm going to be what God called me to be. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm his blueprint. Let his, let his blueprint be written on me amen mark 11 we're we getting ready to close <laughs> mark 11 I want to kind of preface a couple of things because it really just you know when something goes off in your heart and you see something you're like wow god you're so good mark 11 you know Jesus first one he's in the triumphal entry they're, they're throwing they're throwing down the, they're throwing out uh, palm leaves and they're saying hosanna hosanna Right, mm-hmm. and they're they're just they're just so excited because here comes the savior, and, and they're the, the the man of God that they've all waited for, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, Jesus gets off his tree. Great, great reception. They've they've welcomed him. Then all he walks up to a fig tree. Oh wait a minute. There's no there's no there's no figs on the fig tree. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus always had an answer if, if there was nothing to nothing. Yeah. Don't ever let nothing speak to you or have the last word. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. The fig tree, I have no leaves. I have no fruit. And when a fig tree has leaves, it ought to have fruit. But that, leaf, that tree was talking to Jesus. And Jesus said, When Jesus said, You have no leaves from now on, you're not going to bear anything.' Yeah. You're cursed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, and then Jesus comes and cleanses the temple. You know, I think it's it kind of interesting that you know, once in a while, you'll hear people. Well, you know, people say I had an attitude, I had a righteous indignation. You know, sometimes you know, Jesus pulled out the whip. Jesus pulled out the. You know why Jesus pulled out a whip? He was dealing with hypocrisy. Over in Mark chapter three, remember when Jesus uh, <clears throat> dealt with the um, religious leaders as to why this woman, ought being a daughter of 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 um, <clears throat> Abraham. Ought not this woman be loose? And they got on to him for healing on the Sabbath, right? They got on to healing on the Sabbath. And here they are. They're selling on the Sabbath. They're bringing, they're carrying their wares. They're carrying their their money-changing tables through through the middle of the temple. And they were concerned about a woman being healed on the Sabbath. Yet they're taking money. they're, they're, They're buying. They're selling. And they're not even supposed to be working that day. And they're doing that. So it's kind of like, wait a minute. You're upset that I lose this woman. And this is hypocrisy. And that's why they didn't say anything about, to Jesus when he, when, he, when he tore all that stuff down. Because Jesus is saying, you're, you care about this, but you don't care about that woman. And this is still continuing. So one of the things as a believer that all of us are going to have to deal with, and I know you're not going to like this. I even didn't like this. Because the Lord says, you've got to deal with your hypocrisy. Every person who's a believer is going to have to one at, at sometime or another. are going to have to start dealing with the things that we I like what brother Hagen says, the hardest thing sometimes to do is to live what you preach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's coming from a seasoned man of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about that. A seasoned man of God said the hardest thing sometimes to do is live what you preach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Ooh, ouch. Come oh, on, praise God. Well, he's thank you, Father, that we have voices like that that can speak in our life and say, yeah. in other words, you can do it." Yeah. It's going to it doesn't mean it's going to be easy all the time, right. but you can do it. That's right. You can it's, it's you can crucify your flesh. Come on. You don't have to sleep around. That's you right. you don't you don't you don't have to have premarital sex with somebody. That's right. Come Amen. on, you can you can live a clean and holy life. That's right. Amen. Come on. Yes, come on. that's I don't know, I just it kind of just got in my heart. <laughs> So Jesus cleansed the temple. So why did Jesus cleanse the temple and, 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 and no priest dare say a thing. Like I said earlier, because he, he was dealing with hypocrisy, not only in us, but also he wanted to show us the importance of not dealing with hypocrisy and dealing with hypocrisy in ourselves. Yeah. So I appreciate that because most of us will say, to, people will say to me, is that what, the, what we preach about? Although it may be challenging, but it's non-negotiable to let, allow hypocrisy to stay. Right. It's non-negotiable. It's hard, yes, but we may have it a good blessed life when we decide to walk it out do it right. right. Unless we're willing to lay aside our own hypocrisy, unless you're not, unless, unless you're, i just rephrase this. If you're willing to lay down your own hypocrisy, you're going to have to be also willing to lay down your own whip. In other words, you're there to hit people because you're doing the same thing they're doing. You've got to lay aside your own frustrations with other people. Because, even though they may be hypocritical, you've been hypocritical in other times of your own life. That's what I'm trying to say. There's going to be times in your life where you don't have your own act together, and if you're not careful, you will judge people for being hypocrites, but you already are a hypocrite because you're not living the life that you know you ought to live. So it's best not to be hypocritical of hypocrisy. when it's, It's like one of those things. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can just say, I refuse, Lord. Forgive me for my hypocrisy. And Lord, yeah. Lord, I'm not looking at them. I'm keeping my eye on me. Right you know what, Lord? I, you just help them. Because I know what it's like. I, you know, I've seen some things happen, and I smile like, but I've been there, man. I've, I've, I, you know, I don't want to, you could say, remember Jesus was asked of the woman who, who, who should throw the first stone? And he said, anyone here who, who's, uh, who, who's, who's without sin, throw the first stone. And all the older men walked away first, and then the younger guys next. Well I know why the older guys did it first because they realized, well, I've been stupid more than one time, and I know how this works and this don't I know this don't end well for me if I end up throwing stones. Yeah. Let me tell you it don't end up, it does never ends well when you're throwing stones at other people. Yeah. What it does is, you know brother, I like what G, what Hagan used to do, and it really it re, I really loved it. He used to call all the people he used to go uh, to uh, his, his Christian he, he called them stalwart Christians. And I used to wonder what stalwart means. And I, one day I actually got the word. Um, I had this thing that get emails on, and, and it has to do with dictionary because I like words, you know. I like to see what their definitions and stuff. And a stalwart means it means a true, valuable follower, uh, someone who's like, like, um, like a really good, fo- a faithful follower. Thank you. He is a, they are a faithful follower. It's not just to be a follower, but a faithful follower. In other words, they, they follow closely. In other words, they are faithful to whatever God has laid in their hands. And you want to be that stalwart Christian. Who says, you know what? I'm going to love that person. I'm going to encourage them. Hey, you're a stalwart Christian. In other words, you're not, I don't see you living that way very long. Okay. I see, I see God working on the inside. Come I see on. God lifting you out of that way come. of living. Amen. I see you getting sober. Yeah. I see you keeping your pants zipped up. Yeah. I see yourself living righteous life. I see come. you coming to church every Sunday and Wednesday yeah. night. Come. I see, I see God moving in your life. I see come. you showing up to prayer, yeah. praying with everybody come. and not just watching, not just saying, Hey, coming after church late and say, what happened? No, you come in because you're wanting to be a part of the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Come on, amen. Glory to God. So good. Oh. Hallelujah. Something about when you decide to sell out to Jesus. Amen. Mm, 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 mm. What did I see in Mark 11? Mm-hmm. In Mark 11. Did, did we even get there, boy? We got there. We got five minutes left. And in the morning, as they preached, verse 20, they saw the fig tree dried up and the roots, and Peter calling in remembrance and said to them, Master, behold, the fig tree that you, you, you cursed, it's withered away. And Jesus said unto them, Have faith in God. For really I say unto you that whosoever, now that's where I wanted to stop tonight, that whosoever shall say into this mouth, he didn't say just to my disciples. He didn't just say, You disciples, you can't teach this any else, because he would have said, Look, this is just for you guys. Don't you be teaching this to everybody else. He didn't say that. He said whosoever saith unto this mountain be thou removed in other words you may not have a lot of access to stuff but you have access to words (laughs) you may not have a lot of things you may not have a lot of education but you do have access to some words so you can call yourself the head and not the tail. Right, you can yeah. call yourself Wow finance. That's you right. can call yourself, you, you, say, you can use whatever it is that you need. You yeah. start calling that. That's right. You start calling that and see That's what right. God means. You may not have a lot, but God will take that. Yeah. He says, I'll take that. I can use that. I can use faith words. Yes. You, have faith. you have the same spirit of faith. You have the same spirit of faith. Praise, Praise God. God. Ain't God good? Yeah. So I know some of you are sitting here, well, Pastor, you never took the tithe. Well, now's the time to take the tithe. Now's the time to give. I know you're sitting at home, and after this service, just I want you to click on that link. It'll take you straight to there, and just hit that River Church button. And do you know what? Share these messages. Invite friends. Hit share, hit like. It really helps the church really get out the word and get out the message every time you do that. Uh, And it helps us really promote what God is wanting us to do and part of the vision that we have here. Amen? Amen? Well, I want to say I love you. We love you. Hey, God is for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.